Everyone wants to land corporate clients. I get it. When we think about corporate contracts, all we see are big numbers. We see big numbers, we see opportunity, we see growth. So let's be honest, who wouldn't want all those things? I think we all do. And I want you to rest assured that that is not the only way to be successful and build a thriving consulting business. You can do that both in the business to consumer and the business to business space. However, there is a fascination with corporate contracts. And if you've been having a difficult time landing the contract that you truly want and desire, then this episode is for you. We're going to talk about how you can actually fill in the gaps that may exist so that you don't make the same mistakes that everyone else does when it comes to landing corporate contracts. So if you're ready for a good conversation and a little bit of real talk today, Let's get started. There's a misconception that we don't exist, that somehow our ability to excel at the highest level of our industry is limited, that overcoming barriers as a woman of color would be insurmountable. But what would happen if we decided to venture out on our own despite everything we're up against? I'll tell you. Welcome to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Angelina Davis, a healthcare consultant, consulting coach, high performance fanatic, wife, and proud girl mom. I help transform female professionals into thriving solo consultants. And just like you, I'm wearing all the hats and doing all the things. So this podcast is to empower the busy female professionals to move past fear to start and grow a successful consulting business, despite the obstacles you may encounter. We'll dive deep into consulting practice, business strategy, mindset, and more. So grab your cup of coffee or tea if that's your thing, and let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to Black Girls Consult 2. I'm your host, Dr. Angelina Davis. And today, yes, we're talking about corporate contracts and how to land them, what we're doing wrong, what we may be doing right. I don't know. We're going to talk about all those things. (laughs) But really, let's be honest. Often we think about corporate contracts as kind of the holy grail, so to speak, of consulting because we see all the money that can potentially be made and We have a feeling like it will somehow be easier to land this one large contract that carries us for extended period of time than it is to manage a number of smaller clients. And, you know, that is depending on your situation, your industry and the services that you offer. But, you know, corporate contracts can be nice. They can be lucrative, definitely if they are the right ones. And so if you're looking to land a corporate contract that may be able to carry you for a longer period of time, or you are looking to solely work in the corporate environment, as you are running your agency or your firm or your business, then this is going to be an episode that you may find rather helpful because one of the biggest challenges that people have when it comes to landing corporate clients is being able to actually make the sale. And we focus heavily 
on sales as the solution. And yes, sales is a vital and a critical component of you being able to land those contracts. But I want you to understand that there are a lot of foundational pieces that need to be in place before you get to the point of pitching or sales that will make the biggest difference. And even if you're not great at sales, I can tell you that if these other things are in place, it's going to make the sales conversation much easier. And so I want you to shift your focus from just solely focusing on the elements of your sales meeting and your sales call to focus on all of the, on all of the things that need to be in place for you to get to that point, because it's going to be that foundational work that is going to carry you as you move forward is going to help you to be more and more successful, especially when it comes to corporate. So One of the things I wanted to start off by talking about are common mistakes that I commonly see people make. And these mistakes are things that don't seem very obvious when you're, you know, looking at first glance. But if you have any understanding as to how the corporate side works, then it's going to be a little bit more obvious as we dive deeper into this where the mistakes are occurring. One of the first places that I caution people about and tell people to look is their service offer. And so this is all about what we think it takes to land a corporate client and the type of services we need to provide. Often we feel as if we need to inflate our offer, inflate our services, inflate our package with a lot of extras, right? A lot of extra services, a lot of extra help, a lot of extra support. (laughs) And I want to tell you right now, that's not necessary. At the end of the day, there are certain elements that a business or a corporation is going to value. And I'm telling you that extra is not necessarily one of them. (laughs) And that's because what often is more valued and most valued is the quality of the service that's being provided, the efficiency of the services and the efficiency that you can bring to the business or the corporation, the effectiveness of the strategies that are going to be implemented and put in place, the results that can be derived, such as avoiding cost or cutting cost or increasing customer satisfaction or client satisfaction. There's a lot that goes into what people value, but it has been rare that inflating services and having just a lot of services to offer is helpful. And one of the easiest ways to figure out whether or not you're doing this is to look at the positions that are already in place at the organization that you're trying to work with. Because if you are offering to provide services that are already being met or jobs that are already being filled in that business, in that organization, then that is going to be deemed as unnecessary. Yes, it's a nice to have, but when you are considering other options, it uh, it makes your offer seem to be uh, inflated with things that they are not willing to invest in and therefore is going to be less attractive than someone who is able to be laser focused on the problem and the need that they currently have. And in order for you to know that difference, you're going to have to do your market research. I always talk about how market research is the most undervalued task when it comes to building 
number one, any business, but definitely a consulting business. Because in order for you to give advice and to give direction to any organization, especially at the corporate level, you're going to have to have an understanding of the way that business functions, the the things that they have currently in place, and how you can actually drive change in a way that's feasible for them to execute to get to their end result. And in order for you to do that, you have to have a deep understanding of that potential client. And then also you have to understand your industry well enough. One of the things that I think is interesting is that many people don't take time to research their competitors. And one of the reasons why we avoid this is because we get focused on what we offer and we see competition or a competitor as a a negative term or something that uh, we don't need to, to dive into. We want to avoid trying to feel as if we're in competition. But definitely when it comes to the corporate environment, yes, you are in competition. <laughs> you are going to have to provide a service that is going to stand out from the crowd. And one of the ways to do that is to understand what others are offering so that you can find your point of differentiation that is valued in the potential client's eyes. It's not about saying that you care more about your mission or being able to focus on maybe how you're able to provide a higher level boutique-like service. How is the work that you're doing able to compare with the the outcomes that other businesses that are competing against you for that contract, how is does it compete with the, the outcomes that they can provide? How can you compete with the technology that they are using? How can you compete with what they're able to bring to the table? And the easiest way to do that is not by being better than them in those areas, it's about being different. And so if you switch the focus from trying to compete by being better to compete by being different, then that difference in your ability to deliver the result or outcome can actually lead you to be the better choice. So I want you to get to know your client or your potential client and your industry in greater depth, because that is going to help you peel off some of this unnecessary weight that you have in the proposals that you're making, in the services that you're offering. And you're going to be able to streamline and focus in on what truly matters to that potential client to get them to their finish line. That is what's going to sell. That's what's going to resonate at the highest level, especially with whoever is making the decision. You need to understand what their priorities are. You need to understand what they currently have in place, what challenges that they have in in order to secure the expertise that they need to get to their future and be able to provide a bridge for that gap in that gap specifically. So one of the first things is to strip away all the weight from those inflated service offers and focus on getting to know your potential client and your industry much better so that you can provide a different result that is going to be perceived as valuable because it targets their specific need. 
So there's a famous quote that says, two things remain irretrievable. That's time and a first impression. So look, when you are presenting your services to a client and you're ready to win that big lucrative contract, you want to put your best foot forward. And what better way to do that than Brand Collateral that showcases your high quality services in a way that stands out from the crowd. So if you're looking for a way to showcase your services, I want to offer you what I use and what I know has worked for me over time. And that's my offer magazine template. This is literally a Canva template that all you have to do is drop in your pictures, your logos, all of your information, and then allow someone to see firsthand the level of quality that you present when you touch any project that you are working with. To download, click the link in the description and make it yours today. I promise it will be putting your best foot forward. All right. So the second mistake I often see people make is not being focused on the future of your industry. This is one that is very, very important to pay attention to because the solutions that you are providing and the problems that you are solving should be carrying that business, that organization in a forward direction. So what people are looking for are ways that you can tap into your resources, your knowledge, your insight to help them advance further into the future. Being aware of what the trends may be, being aware of the direction that everything is headed. And it, you know, it's not enough just to be aware of those trends, but when you're building out your offer or you're making your proposal, you want to tap into your insight and your view as a thought leader as to how you should enter into the future in that space. Being able to give a potential client, especially in corporate guidance on how they can stand out and be a leader in their industry is going to be something that is going to be very much appreciated. So as you are thinking about putting together an offer, a pitch, or even making your sale, you want to focus on the direction for the future, the innovation, the movement from where they are currently to where they're going to be a decade from now. That is going to help you resonate with those who are going to be making the the biggest decision. Because typically at the decision maker level, they are interested in the things that are going to allow them to still be in business years to come. Even when it comes to you building your expert brand and your presence. One way that you can gain and attract attention of some of those top players in that space is to begin to talk about that future innovation. Talk about how you would solve the problems that the industry is facing currently so that they can be leaders in the future. Let that be part of your conversation. This is what is going to attract those that you are aligned with and that you are going to be able to help. And so they will be more familiar with you, your content, your expertise over time because they have an interest in moving also in that direction. So you want to definitely show up as that innovative, in-touch consultant in your space So focus on the future of your industry, understand the trends, understand where you're going, build your solutions to take them there. Okay. Here's the last one. 
When you are creating content, whether it is blog posts, whether you're doing a speaking engagement, whether you're doing some type of webinar or any other format where you are putting content, social media, podcasts, et cetera, where you're putting content out in the space and you're trying to build your expert brand. I want you to begin to speak to the decision maker that is going to be making decision whether or not the business or the corporation is going to work with you. You want to speak directly to the buyer, to the one that is going to make the final decision and sign on the dotted line. But you can't just speak to them. You also want to be speaking to what I like to call your champion. So in addition to the person who is going to be the ultimate decision maker, you have to have someone else that is likely more entrenched in the day-to-day work that is going to be your champion and find value in the work that you are doing so that they can make the decision maker aware. This is going to help you gain greater access, especially if you don't have an inner contact to pretty much pass your your name along. This is going to be your way of getting your content, your information in the right hands because it's going to be much easier for you to reach the champion, but then create messages that the champion can take to the decision maker. And all of this comes about because you want to have a good idea of what the potential client's journey to purchase would be. When you understand how they make decisions in their organization, what steps they go through in order to consider potential uh, collaborations or potential consultants that they may work with. When you understand those aspects, you can figure out the messaging that you need to provide and the different touch points you need to make so that you're able to navigate them and guide them through that journey. I don't want you to look at your pursuit of corporate clients as being something that has you on the outside kind of staring in and peeping in the window. (laughs) That is not how it's designed. You are in control of this. You have the ability to guide your work directly to the hands of the person who is going to be signing on the dotted line. But in order for you to do that, you have to speak directly to them and you need to be able to speak directly to the return on investment that you are going to provide to that decision maker. So they can see the perceived value of what you bring to the table. This is the part that oftentimes many people are missing because we often sell to the champion directly and don't speak to the need of the other stakeholders. And you have to always remember that everyone that's involved in this process has their own emotional connection to a particular outcome that they want to see come to pass. So we want to be aware of what those different dynamics may be and and what is actually helping to guide the decision-making and then be able to address those things as either information and education about what we're able to offer, painting the picture and the vision for the future, as well as overcoming objections and making what we are able to provide seem more feasible and tangible and accessible to them. So this is the conversation that you want to engage in. So that when you get to the point of entering into a sales conversation or a sales meeting, you would have already laid the groundwork for the work that you would do together because you're going to be speaking directly to what that decision maker cares most about. 
So (laughs) I want you to work on this. You need to begin to think about what are the messages that you need to provide to someone who is willing to champion you as a consultant, as a firm, to your potential decision maker and get them to buy into the work that you do and make a decision to move forward with the engagement. But in order for them to want to move forward, they have to find some benefit for them and the business at large. You need to make that clear, beyond clear. Paint the picture 10 times over. And when you are able to do that and get that messaging out there and on the forefront, that is going to help you resonate and connect more directly with those individuals. Because keep in mind, when people have a need, they are going to tune into solutions that help them meet that need. So it's not like these decision makers are out there not listening to anybody, not getting any advice. They're getting tons of advice, right? And the advice that they're going to lean toward, the things that they're going to follow are going to be the solutions that align best with the type of organization that they have and has the the promise that they feel is feasible for them to implement and execute to achieve the desired outcome. So that has to be the focus of your messaging and your conversation and making sure that you're speaking directly to those individuals and begin to move your work forward without having to uh, solely rely on getting on a call to then be able to lay out your case in in a a number of minutes. You want to be able to be doing that work and provide ways for them on their own time to be able to drill down into more of your content, find out a little bit more about what you offer, build your reputation in the space with regards to your expertise around specifically what they need, and then make the sale. So (laughs) I want you to think about this whole process of landing corporate clients from a foundational level and then culminating with the sale itself. When you think of it this way, you will have a yes before you ever write a proposal, which is something that I always teach clients. I want them to have their yes so that the proposal is just outlining the agreement that has already been verbally made and you will be able to move forward with those contracts and landing that business. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode and it got you thinking about other ways that you can actually improve your chances at securing corporate contracts and making sure that you're not just waiting to the the very end for the sales process to do all the work. That is not where you're you're laying your foundation. That's not the groundwork that we need to be doing. We have to address a lot of these things ahead of time, such as not inflating our service offer, focusing directly on what the client needs, making sure that we are speaking to the innovation and the trends and the change that we see in the future, and then talking directly to the decision maker and our champion so that they can actually feel, see, and believe in the return on investment they're going to get when they work with us. 
And I promise if you use this approach, you will actually speed up your sales cycle and land more clients in a shorter frame of time. So (laughs) I hope this episode is helpful. If you have enjoyed this episode, as always, I would love it if you can rate the podcast on Spotify or leave your review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really, really would be much appreciated. And as always, don't forget to tell a friend. I hope this episode helps you. And if you have any more questions or concerns, you want to continue this conversation, don't hesitate to reach out and connect with me on Instagram or LinkedIn. I love it when you guys do that because I want to get to know more about you and your business and your goals. So reach out, connect, and let's keep the conversation going. But until next time, you guys have a great week. Talk to you again soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave your review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and share it with a friend. We're on a mission to increase the success and longevity of women in consulting, and you can help us do that. Also, I'd love to hear from you, so let's connect at Dr. Angelina Davis on Instagram or LinkedIn. And don't forget to visit ExcelAtConsulting.com for more information to support your consulting journey. Until next time, take care.